0: Welcome to Talking To Myself. I am Myra Kay and I'm here with Hanky Quattro and Chip. I am a 20 plus year communication professor who doesn't profess to know at all, hence the name Talking To Myself, because I will walk right out of these doors and do everything wrong. Well, hello today we are going to tiptoe our way around listening okay now it's not the most sexy of topics but i mean we're going to try to make it sexy we're going to do the best we can with this one okay today really not just today but really all week i have been dealing with this topic because i've been working with some of of my seniors and they've been doing their capstone interviews and one of the questions on the capstone is, what theory or concept has been the most important? What, which one do you think you're going to use for the rest of your life? And over and over and over, students kept saying, "Oh, listening. Listening was the best thing I ever learned. It was so, so, so valued valuable." And I, you know, that's a good answer. You know, it's a real good answer. And I kept thinking, at first, that it was a great answer. And then the more I thought about it, I kept thinking, it's, it's an okay answer. And then I started thinking it's a little bit of a shallow answer, you know, because it's, it's not really diving deep enough. Because when you think about listening, I mean, it's almost like you giving up, you know, it's like you're just throwing something out there. Well, if you just listen to me, or you're not listening to me, or you're not hearing me, but we're not really diving into what listening and what hearing are, and really how we can be better listeners. You know, it's, it's just not enough to it. So when I think about listening and hearing, one of the first things I think about Is that those two things are very different you know that hearing is one thing and listening is something else so hearing of course is physiological right guys it's like a physiological thing and even though we know it's physiological you know you got these ears on the side of your head and if those things work you should be able to hear it's actually also learned you know when i was probably i think i was eight i had this really 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 bad ear infection And I don't even know how long I had it. I had a really, really bad ear infection and that was very painful. Finally went to the doctor and they gave me some kind of medication for it. I never could clear it up. I think for like that whole next year, I was off balance. I was always falling down, I was tearing my pants up. My mom thought I was getting bullied at school because I was always coming home with holes in my pants because I kept falling. But, and I was always nauseous. So that went on for one whole year. I finally got over that And fast forward to maybe, mm, I was probably like 37 teaching and I remember being in front of my class and I saw a student in the back and he was asking me a question. And the entire time he was covering up his mouth but talking through his hand. And I kept thinking, move your hand so that I can hear you. And in my brain, that didn't sound right. It was like, "Mm, move your hand so that I can hear you. That didn't sound right. And I know that I was always kind of getting in trouble, I guess, for having the TV up so loud. And so that, combined with me thinking, move your hands so I can hear you, prompted me to go get my hearing checked. So I went to get my hearing checked through three different doctors, and they informed me that when I was eight, during that time period I actually did have some hearing loss and it it never of course healed. I, I can't hear certain consonants and you know everything's kind of muffled and so they suggested I try a hearing aid and so they gave me a hearing aid and it was horrible. I mean I wore it, I brought it, I came home with it, I couldn't stand it. The world is too, too loud and when you've gone that long not hearing all those sounds not hearing toilets flushing and knowing that they're that loud and flip-flops are loud and printers are loud when well, you don't hear all that stuff and all of a sudden you're bombarded with it it's crazy because your brain actually learns how to sift certain sounds in and out so though yeah you have ears and it's physiological your brain learns what you need to hear and what you don't so you don't just you know it's, it, it, you, it is a learned response but yeah it is physiological but with listening, it's definitely physiological and it's a learned response, because your body actually temperature, your temperature actually raises and all kinds of things happen when you're truly listening. Now, you know, just so as a disclosure, we did like a little quiz prior to you getting on and listening to us to determine what kind of listeners we truly are. So Chip, you are what kind of listener? You are a- an active listener. So active listening really is what we all are. When you actively listen is when you are in tune and engaged in listening. So another name for what he's type of listener he is is an informative listener. So this is when you really listen for facts, figures, you know you're really good at maybe like listening for instructions or how to do stuff. So he's a good person to tell how to get to your house or how to do uh, give a recipe because he's going to really listen in for those small little details, right? He's that that guy. And then Hanky, you're what kind of listener?
1: I'm a perspective listener.
0: Okay, so prospective perspective listener. So you can also think of that as being like a critical listener. So this one is one who's gonna look at all sides. He's not gonna just look at one side of something when you give him the information. He's gonna look at all sides of it while he's listening to you, right? So that's kind of, that's a, that's a difficult kind of way to go. So when you think of it, and I'm, I'm like Chip, I'm also an informational listener. So I'm more about, I'm very good at like picking up information and very good at listening for directions and all that kind of stuff. I'm very good at that, very task oriented. I'm very good at that as well. So we're all, we all have the skills to be you know, critical listeners, informational listeners, relational listeners, because we spend most of our time listening, and it's a shame that we're not so good at it, right, we spend most of our day listening to each other, but we all, we fall short, but we we spend all of our time doing it, so when I think back to the original prompt, you know, with this whole Black Lives Matter thing that my original student was talking about, and how if we would be better listeners, we might have, um, be better off, and we wouldn't have some of the issues that we're having. That's a really easy way out. But when you think about the idea of us all being different kinds of listeners, it may not actually pan out properly. So like for example, if you are explaining black lives matter to black lives matter to someone and they happen to be a critical listener, right? Like Hanky who is looking at all perspectives. But at that particular time in the game, you need someone to be more relational they're not listening to you in the right frame of mind, right? So they may not be able to switch over and listen to you the way you need for them to listen in order to understand whatever it is you need for them to understand. So it's easy to say listen, but if the person is not able to switch and listen in the frame that you need them to switch and listen to you in, it may be difficult for them to understand the concept or even understand what it is you're trying to say. What do you guys
1: think about that? Well, I, I think when it comes to like listening to me, it kind of takes me back uh, when I was a little boy. And uh, I was getting uh, lessons from my grandmother on my father's side. And uh, she was helping with my, my math, my English, my reading. Mm-hmm. And uh, one thing she always used to say to me is... Uh, I wish you would learn your math the way you know rap lyrics. Mm-hmm. And to this day, all my friends know that I am the one that knows the rap lyrics. If, mm. if we know a song, I probably know all the words to it. Like mm. that's been me since then. That's me now to this day, and I just I don't have an answer for it. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's just like it's one of those things. Like it's just really easy to me, and I don't know if I can just hear the song and just pick out what I'm hearing or. Mm. Or what? But you know, sometimes somebody can read, like you said, somebody can read me a recipe, and that go right off my head. Mm. But you know, when it comes to you know something like that, I just I know. It. Maybe it's
0: because the music, the beat. Maybe that's probably what makes it you know stick in your head more. So, what about directions? Does the directions go over your head too.
1: Yeah, directors kind of go over my head and somebody's like, yeah, you're going to take it right on Washington. Uh, yeah, that's that's done. <laughs>
0: that's done. I can do that pretty well. You know, and even when we think about... Um, like listening, I was talking about different types. We have, I didn't mention it, we have relational, which means, you know, you're a good person to talk to when you have, like, relationships, relationship problems, you're very empathetic. And then we also have appreciative listening, which means you use that kind of listening when you go to a comedy show. So again, we're back to the Black Lives Matter issue, you know, so if you have, like my students said, if people would just listen, well, if you're listening in the you know, and you have the frame of mind like an appreciative, I'm sorry, uh, like you're listening like you're at a comedy show, right? That's which is appreciative listening. You know, you're listening for fun. You know, so you're listening to someone tell you about Black Lives Matter, but in a way that's like funny or fun, in a fun way. So you have, again, the wrong frame of mind for what you're supposed to be listening to. So we have, it's not just about listening, but it's really knowing how you're supposed to listen for each situation. Ship, what do you think?
1: Um, with me it's a lot like what Anki said, um, I think I'm better at memorizing more like recipes and stuff like that. Okay.
0: So like um so not the songs, you're not good with listen- with music or I mean I'm
1: good with that too, but I think I'm better with like more directions and stuff.
0: Okay, okay. What about nonverbals? Do you think you listen better when you are like looking at someone, you can like actually use also their nonverbals? Does that yeah. help you remember what someone is saying or Oh yeah,
1: like nonverbals for sure. Like if, if like a person is like how they're acting, if they're acting more down and they mm-hmm. say something to me, that might stick with me longer or like, mm-hmm. you know, or you mm-hmm. know, or if somebody's acting normal it might go over your head. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, for sure.
0: I think one of the reasons why I am an informational listener and this I found out from one of the the doctors that I went to about my hearing was that I learned the way I kind of got through all of this all those years was because I had learned how to lip read so I didn't even know I knew how to do that that's how I was making it like listening the way I listened became like a survival mode so I had to learn how to lip read I was always really tuned into people's eye contacts. I was always looking at people like right in their face. I always sat in the front of the class. Those were all like survival mechanisms, if you will, that I learned how to just use because I I couldn't hear. I didn't know I couldn't hear, but I just learned over time that, okay, if I sit here, this is easier for me. Or if I do things like this, it's easier for me. And even like my nonverbals are very exaggerated. And I don't know why, I guess maybe that's just how I learned over time, by watching people and just it just became a part of me and how I learned how to express myself because I am very hard of hearing. So, you know, when I did get the hearing aid, of course it didn't last long because it's very, very loud to me. It was something that I couldn't adapt to. And I don't know if you've ever um, dealt with like the deaf um, culture, little D, big D, but like people who are, in the Deaf culture, Big D, they do not think that they want anything. They don't want a hearing aid. They don't want any surgeries. You know, they're fine with the way they were born and they don't think anything is wrong with it. And though I'm not Deaf, I would probably lean in that direction. That's kind of where I would be. And I kind of, I definitely understand how they feel because I don't think anything is wrong with me. I don't think I need a hearing aid. I have gone this far without one. I have figured out how to navigate my life and my world, and I—I I hear. I figured out how to hear and listen just fine, and so yeah, I don't. I don't have a need for any of those things. Whereas other people, maybe do. You know, their people do wear hearing aids and they do get surgeries to correct the hearing, but it's not something that I would necessarily want or need to do because I'm able to listen and hear and get things in different kinds of ways. And so it's, it's to each his own, but we do have to understand that listening and hearing are different. And listening is important. It's not maybe as sexy as some of the other topics, but it's definitely important. And I'm just hearing it so much here and there. And it seems like people are using it as a catch-all and it's not that easy. It's a very difficult skill to sort of master and there are so many ways that we should be listening and we're not you know we, we can we definitely need to kind of be tuned in actively engaged to listening and we're not always in, in that place all right so we're hoping that you understand how to listen more effectively and we will be black next week peace